Oh, hey, okay, welcome to the Tim Weichselbaum Show. This is episode 67 of the program. I am Tim Weichselbaum. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and person from Chicago, now living in Austin, Texas. Texas! I lived there. It's very hot. It's getting hot. It's March. I thought it was supposed to be... Nah. I'm used to it being cold for more than two months of the year, and I'm afraid of bugs, and I'm not excited for the bugs to come. Anyway, I am—I didn't tell my guests that I'd be doing a monologue, so I guess I'm probably not going to do that for 10 minutes. I do have a guest here today. I could just go on. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, that's not crazy. <laughs> I, isn't that crazy how I could just ramble? Um, I have a guest. Uh, his name is Tyler Uzman. He's also a comedian based here in Austin, Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Tim. Thank you for having me. Not only is he my guest, he's this is the first time he's done a podcast in the, his whole career. He has a career. He has a career. Are you talking? Are you referring to my stand-up career? Which yes, is, uh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, com- comedian. Yeah, comedian. Yeah, that's uh, going really well. Uh, <laughs> first time podcasting, so clearly I'm um, taking over. Well, the, you got to start somewhere, and you've been doing it for, like, what, two years? Yeah, I've been doing it for two years now, in my third year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, when you first start, when you're in your, when you're, like, a, only a couple of years, that's when you really, like, relish, like, every little, like, every month is, like, I don't know, it slows down time, and it's like, well, now I'm two years in. Now I'm two years in, two and a half years in. I don't give a fuck how, no, actually, I still have that. I still have that. I still care, like, how long I've been doing it. Even though I don't do it. Well, is it is it true like uh, the longer you do it, uh, the less you want to tell people how long you've been doing it? Is that a, is that a thing? I think so, because that's kind of why I am stopping uh, to track it as much because it's getting more and more shameful. The longer <laughs> I consider myself a stand-up, because you know, because of course, logically, if you have nothing to show for it, if all that experience adds up to nothing that people could see of substance yeah. <laughs> it's like never mind don't ask but also yeah i've been doing it for long enough where when i tell people they go they give you like a double take they go whoa that's a long time <laughs> yeah it's it's it is in some regard 10 years but then to some other people that's nothing to to uh people like louis ck that's nothing 10 years so anyway i'm new still well, I mean, I think uh, the mentality just kind of like if I'm two years in right now, look at a guy who's like six months and I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's so new, da, da, da. But I think it just keeps on going that way. When I'm like five years in, I'm going to look at a guy who's like two years in and I'm going to be like, this guy doesn't know anything. And that just never changes. Yeah. Like uh, Louis C.K. is like, what about uh, 20 years in? Oh, or? he's like 38 30. years in. Okay, yeah. 38. Okay, so that's he's why like, he's like, he even looks at people like that are 16 years in and he's like, oh, you're just starting out. You're just starting out. <laughs> you haven't gotten even great. You're not even close to where you're going to be if you're when you're fully formed. Well, I think stand up is just a type of a form where you just you're just ever growing. It doesn't stop. For sure. I don't think there's a point where you're like, okay, this is the finish line. You're For just sure. going and going and going. Right, but you do reach points that are like, okay, now I'm good enough. I don't know. Of course, there's milestones and yeah. like you'll reach points of development where you're good enough compared to other people yeah where it's like okay he's a full he's like original like usually that happens around 10 usually they say it takes about 10 to find your voice i guess 
but you say ten to find your voice. Yeah. Oh, that's what God. they. That's like the average that they say is like it takes ten years to get good, maybe twenty years to get great. Well, now, well, let's just talk about Day. Who who is Day here? Right. Yeah, just fans of just other comedians that are established. Like yeah. Pretty much all the famous comics will probably average. That's what they'll say. Yeah. On average, yeah. I just feel like since there are like so many of these, like I think ten is the magic number, right? We all know ten is the magic number, but is it the magic number? Don't do you feel like it also then just kind of stops people from thinking the same way when they're like at seven or eight years? Yeah, there's, it's a magic number. It's not a magic number for sure. It's just like it takes basically what it, what I think is it takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, because you of could course. be ten years. It doesn't mean shit. It just means it, you probably need to at least be doing it for that long before you could even think that you're f- solid. No, I like, understand. These are low. Like, I, I'm very conservative. I'm like, there's comedians that do very well their first couple of years, or you know, but then they something they just not fully it just you could it shows that they're not experienced and if you see them enough they are only doing well in certain contexts and they maybe are afraid to do harder shows because they want to protect their ego i don't know usually you got to go up like you got to do shitty shows uh if you're that new because you got to keep developing you can't just do easy shit yeah and i think it's really funny how what the perception of stand up was for me when i was starting like when i was starting i was like oh my god 2 years in i'll be i'll be a pro by then <laughs> you know you never you don't I, you don't even there's just no understanding of what is going on and you, these numbers of like 7 8 9 10 years don't even come to your head i was just i thought like 5 years i'll do it for 5 years and i'll be a pro and i'll be like this is it goodbye i'm on to my next business venture Oh yeah, you could be a pro two years in for sure. <laughs> it's just does that mean you're as good as somebody? It just doesn't mean you're good yet. You could be a pro two years in for sure. Well, at this you, point, I'm just like I don't think I can even be a pro at two years. I mean, I'm two years in. I don't. I you're feel like, you're becoming kind of a pro. You got a big gig tonight in just a couple hours. Yeah, that's uh, gonna be exciting. It's my first time playing in front of my own audience. So I'm actually quite excited and nervous at the same time. What do you mean by your own audience? By own audience. uh, This is the first time I'm playing in front of uh, Pakistani people. I am Pakistani by background. And uh, these people, I'm actually thinking about doing um, a dual language show. So I'm going to go in and out of like, I'm going to speak in English. I'm going to speak in Urdu just to kind of see if like uh, both humors will hit. So it's and it's a crazy show because it's I'm like the only comic on the show, too. So it's just going to be dances like Bollywood stuff (laughs) going on. (laughs) So first. okay, so have you ever done that before? Ever spoken in the other language in Urdu? Yeah. Like, are you talking about comic? I mean, as a comic. Yeah. I've uh, when I went back home, obviously uh, not. Obviously, we don't not as a comic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I went back home a couple of years ago, uh, I was like about, I don't know, four or five months in at the time I did a gig and then I did like one show and I did an Urdu. So, you know, okay, like okay, so yeah. that's something you're kind of okay. It's not like you're doing that for the first time. Okay, the next thing I was wondering who are you following? Like, who's bringing you what? Like, who, what's the format of the show? You're the only comic, mm-hmm. so who is bringing you up and what do you have to follow? So, okay, so here's what's going on they're gonna start with dance performances, right? And uh, after that, there's gonna be a, a singer, I think he's a rapper, is what's going on. Oh boy. And then after that, there's a fashion show. 
So ladies are going to look great. They're going to wear their nice dresses. Okay. And then I am following the... Oh, <laughs> shit. You're after all that? I am following the fashion show. Fuck. <laughs> I am following the fashion show. And it's like outdoors under like the UT Tower. So they're just... I just don't even have an understanding of what's about to go down. But have, have they done it before? Is have you? No, so they haven't okay. done that in like Jeez. nine years. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time they're doing it in nine years. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll show up. Um, and I was like the only... I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not like the only. I think they're like other comics at the university, but I'm the only Pakistani comic who can speak Urdu and who can who understands the culture somewhat. So it's a, it's it's an interesting gig. I've never done anything like this, and uh, I've definitely been thinking about it all day. Yeah, well, I'm excited for you. I'm nervous for you. I would like to go. Yeah. To see what it's like. I don't know if I'm a, if I'm allowed. Yeah, you are. It's because I'm very. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyone can come really cool man yeah that sounds fun man wow yeah i've never done a gig like that yeah anyway but the point is, is you're that's a gig and you will get you'll learn from it yeah. and you'll it opens you up for more gigs um you just have to want them yeah i mean yeah i think you and i were actually having this conversation and you and thank you actually because you pushed me you were like yeah you know the gigs don't come to you you gotta chase them and you gotta want that's them like right that. and that definitely gave me like a tad bit of a push where i was like okay well i guess i just gotta go after it because i think the initial mentality is that you're i guess it's also the ideal mentality where i believe i'm just gonna be that great where i'm just sitting there and then guys are just coming up to me and they're like hey come be on my show da 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 but I think uh, over time, I've just kind of learned and understood that that's not how the way it mostly works. Like, you actually got to go out there and ask for gigs and get gigs that way um, and prove your words. So thank you for that push. Uh, that was a very productive talk that one oh, night. Oh, fuck yeah, man. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I guess it's something I kind of realized on my own just a couple months ago. Is, well, I don't know. when. I, definitely, I put it into words a couple months ago on this podcast. I was like, you got to – it's not that complicated. Like getting – booked for comedy is really not you just have to there's just a couple of things you have to do it's simple it doesn't it's not easy though i'm not saying it's easy it's just that it's uh the logistics of it are pretty simple you just set you just you go hey how could i get on the show and like, okay we need to see a clip or something you send them a clip and uh yeah that's not that complicated you just show up you do it you'd hopefully do well you it's important to be nice to people i think like be professional that's what I was going to say is like you could be a professional anytime uh, is the minute you start acting like one is when you're a professional. If you know, that's what something I put into words. I boiled it down when I, you know, a couple of months ago, I got very motivated. I was like, I'm going to be making a hundred thousand a year in stand up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, then I'll teach other people how to do it. Cause fuck it. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. I'm very like entrepreneur. I have all these ideas, some of which I want, like all of which usually don't happen. Just one of those things I do. It's like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to teach people what it takes. But anyway, you can't really teach it, but you could give tips. I don't know. I, yeah. It's not that complicated. Um, yeah. How okay, well let me ask you this. How do you feel about um comics preaching? You know, there's like this culture of like comics always preaching and then I've realized like uh, all the guys and girls that I've talked to like everyone just has a different perception of it, right? Some people are like, "Yeah, I like it. It's helpful." Da da da. And then there are people who are just like, "I don't want this guy to tell me anything since he sucks himself." You know what I mean? 
So how, what's exactly. your what's your take on it? Like, do you think comics should be out there preaching? Because no one, no comic is perfect, right? No comic is ever perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. So how do you feel about these guys who just, you know, those guys, like when you do a set, like some guy will come up to you and be like, yeah, you should have done this instead of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I hate. I don't really <laughs> do that. I don't get creatively involved. Yeah. I'm just, but I do like to preach about, I love to, I am a, I love to preach. Yeah. But also I, I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I, like I, I'm open to learn. So yeah, but I, when it comes down to giving people, telling, giving people notes on their set, yeah, I don't really do that. That's subjective, and I hate when people do that to me. Yeah. So, yeah, when someone does that to me, I, I just fucking, I give them advice right back to them. Yeah. I go, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Can I give you advice? Don't give Shut people. up. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, up. I've done that to people. I've said that to people. Really? They gave me really rude advice, what I thought was bad advice. Well, tell me what was it? Like, that I shouldn't do an accent, like, that I shouldn't lean into my accent. Yeah. My Chicago accent. Yeah. Which is fun. I do it because it's funny. Of course. And because it's, I've de- I've been doing it for, a, whatever. I do it, and I like it, and I'm going to keep doing it. So I told this guy, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't tell people not, like, don't give people unsolicited uh, advice. Of course. Somebody asks you for advice. Thank you. Oh, but my yeah, God. Thank that's you. That's why I was like, yo, that's going to make you look, like, I, I could handle it. Yeah. But for other people, if you want people to like you, yeah. don't fucking tell them to not do something that fucking works. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if it didn't work and I was like two years in, I would be like, oh, man, okay. Yeah. I fucking hate when anybody does. Even if they're 10, even if they're 20 years in, they try to tell me not to do something. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> That's how you get good is by taking risks. I take risks all the fucking time, and I I bomb all the time, and I learn, for, and it makes it's fun. Some because sometimes it works. Sometimes that risk, of course, fucking kills. Of course, that one so, time you pulled up with that Timmy Gusto shirt at the banana phone mic, that was that was I I just remember that that moment is ingrained into my head. Okay, just because it was so it was a risky moment. And the way you turned around. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Showstopper right there. Yeah, I do weird shit like that all the time. No, yeah, that was really I good. I like to do off-the-wall shit. Yeah. Like prop, yeah, like visual stuff, not just jokes all the time. Yeah. Yeah, the way I walk could be a joke. Yeah. Just turning around. Yeah, like stage presence and the way you move around on stage and look at the crowd. That's all material yeah of course and and your persona is really really strong like i i can feel it develop i can see it develop and like you're you're about it like you're and it's so (laughs) it's so funny to hang out with you outside of like comedy because you are a completely different person like that persona and you are just day and night almost you know what i mean so but it's also really interesting to watch you when you get up there and then you just turn that switch on and you're that guy suddenly who has a picture of himself at the back of his <laughs> shirt and turns around and kills the room i like it too and, and very few people understand it i think yeah but the ones who do they keep me going yeah you know like every once in a while somebody will be like hey i like i dig that i understand that and i like it and that's i need that it yeah. was all coming from internal yeah i don't know if i would keep doing it man like no. it, and i won't necessarily keep doing that yeah but i gotta I need some external validation to keep doing stand-up and to be creative. Yeah. I'm just one of those people. I don't think that's healthy necessarily, but it has to be somewhat external 
at least you have to do well. Yeah. You have to at least kill. Yeah. For it to feel worthwhile. So do you think uh, do you think del- delusion is better? Like, is ignorance bliss in comedy? Because you know you see like a lot of delusional people around, and you're just kind of like, what's what's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah, you ever you ever meet a guy who's just like. Who gets off the stage and he's just like, "Yeah, man, I totally killed that." And then you're just like, yeah. "What are you? T- what are?" I've you had them on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's some people, not to name names, but I. How many people have you had on this podcast? I usually have people that are delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we don't have to get it down that rabbit hole yeah. of like per- interpersonal. My problem, like yeah. who I hang out with, I've talked about that enough. But uh, there's absolutely comics in Austin in particular yeah. who have no ability to know how good they are yeah and it's delusional yeah and it's not helping them okay. it's hurting them because they're burning bridges and they're not building bridges at you know they just go what the fuck yeah <laughs> why am i not getting booked on every show i should be on every show not just one i should be on every show yeah because so, i've been killing on all these open mics and i look at them and i just you know, with a blank face so I don't want to be honest because that would hurt. That would make them come after me. Yeah. And I'm there. Then I'm their enemy. Yeah. So I just have to go. Okay. Well, no. I've had heart to. I've had deep conversations. I just tell them. Uh, really? You think that? I don't know, <laughs> man. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's tough to have those conversations, man. But no, I for understand sure that. they're out there, and for sure it doesn't help. Generally, I just go on with the delusion. I'm like, yeah, dude, totally killed it. Right. Like, you know, if I don't know them at <laughs> don't all. Don't want to kill yeah. your vibe. Don't care about you. Nothing yeah, I, like that. I don't say bad things to people's faces unless yeah, they're yeah. asking for advice or some shit. You know, if they if I see them angry, yeah, I do like to talk to comics about what they're angry about okay. to see if I could help them with that because we all it's a relatable. Well, when you say they're angry, like, are you referring to life or are you talking about like just comedy? Yeah, mostly, just, yeah, like comedy. Like, if they have a qualm, if they feel like they aren't getting what they deserve, mm-hmm. I will. I do like to talk to them because it's re- we all have that feeling. Yeah, most of us. No, very few comics are like, yes, I'm getting everything. Some do, but that's rare as fuck. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm getting so much work yeah, no. and money and fame. No. Too no, much, that's, man. That's very rare to hear. Like, Uncle Laser's the one I could think of where yeah. he's, like, getting too much. He's like, fuck, I, I have all these uh, gigs, and I'm just not solid, and I'm not, like, confident that I'm going to do well on them or something, you know? He's getting overbooked. I, You know, I've uh, I've seen, uh, he's, uh, he's starting to appear on my Instagram. I don't know the guy personally. What's what's going on there? Oh, he just, he's a Kiltani dude that he made a big first impression. Is, is he a comic? Yeah, he's a comic, but he just started. Okay, like... like... S- almost a year ago. Oh, okay. Not even a year ago, so he's new as fuck. Okay. But he has all these followers. Okay. Tons of followers, so he gets a lot of gigs okay um and that's a weird place to be it's like okay i'm getting i'm shot out of a cannon and it's just hard to fill the time with your it's better to be underrated it's it's way better to be a 20-year comic who's just starting to get gigs yeah than a one-year comic who has way too many gigs you really believe that well he'll figure it's a good problem to have yeah it's a great problem to have isn't it but it could also I mean, the dude seems very charismatic. Like I said, I don't know him, but... I don't know, though, because it could... I just... My feeling is that it's a bad thing because then he's not hungry. Yeah, of course. You got to be hungry to get good. So, yeah. He's not... I don't think he's... Yeah, he's not bad. He's. Not, I like him. Yeah. Um, Strong character. 
Yeah. And just overall, just a big guy. So you're just kind of like, it's just hard to miss a guy. Right. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Big personality, but whatever. I don't know. I'm, my character that I do comes and goes. Like, I don't like doing it all the time because it's, uh, it's phony because it's like fake. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And that's not very, like, you're respectable to be fake in comedy, but, um, I don't know. I like it sometimes. Sometimes well, I don't. Do you think it's better to be fake and funny or real and be trash? Which which route are we taking here? Well, if it's trash, it's trash. But real could you could think it's trash, and then sometimes you'll get a big laugh. You you think you'll just you're just saying something that's nothing, but you said it in your own way. You said it with your own you know in, with your own voice, so yeah. it, it gets a huge laugh. That's probably better than being fake. Well, we are comics. Like our job is to be funny, right? Not to be real. Yeah, funny is what matters. Funny is what ma- funny is priority number one. That's all that matters. Okay, yeah. You yeah. can kill the crowd. Doesn't really matter what the fuck you did to get there. Yeah, it just has to be consistent. Yeah, and yeah, whatever. So I'm ha- I'm ha- I'm going through like an identity crisis. Okay, with comedy where I got this split personality. Uh huh. And it's like, do I want to go up there as me or this or this uh, fake Guido? This- Italian guy. Well, I find it really interesting how. So the first uh, eight, nine, ten years when you were doing it, you did it as Tim Weixelbaum, and then suddenly you decided to come out with a new character. So what? Uh, what triggered that? I'm kind of interested. It slowly came just because in Austin I didn't feel like going up as Tim Weixelbaum because it's too long. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I guess it's time to get serious about a stage name and stick with it. Yeah. Because I've tried before to have a stage name and it didn't stick because it was just too ludicrous. But this one is also pretty ludicrous. So I like I like that. I like having a ludicrous stage name. Uh-huh. So I picked one and it started as just a stage name. and But that lends itself to a persona. Yeah. Because it's this very Italian stage name, Timmy Gusto. It's like, okay, Gusto, that means having a lot of flair. Mm. That's, you know, the word yeah so i was like okay if i'm going up as that i kind of want to be the persona that fits that stage name and that's kind of how i thought of it too is like because it's a douchebag character and most of my jokes are coming from the point of view of a arrogant douchebag yeah the ones yeah so that's where so it slowly morphed in or evolved into a full-fledged character that's separate from me you know so it's, it's becoming its own thing there's glimpses, you know, it's a little bit of me, but it's also a lot. It's not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird as fuck. And that's why I'm having a, a, a crisis. That's why I don't really like going up that much because people have to get it. And like, it's hard to do that at open mics, go up as a douchebag. <laughs> if it was a show, that's different. But I'm not really even trying to get on shows with that character right now. Okay, so when you when you are on shows, you don't do the Timmy Gusto. No, I, yeah, I would, I would. It's been a while since I, I've, I have, and I, yeah, a couple months ago, yeah, I did. But I, I was breaking character. Interesting. So you initially just came with the thought of the name, and then you were like, okay, well, I can just build a persona around it. Pretty much, the persona really was cool. already kind of there, but now it's like becoming set, like very formed as like uh, ridiculous. Like it's becoming. Uh, a caricature interesting yeah like now i do an accent because <laughs> i kind of want to be use it for other things besides stand-up i want to use it as a persona to be on like uh funny like talk shows or do acting it's like you know it's 
it's like dice. Like he only does that. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I break character when I'm on a show and I'm trying to do well. I smile at the crowd and I break. I do my. Re- I go okay. I'm just ki-, like you know. I sh- I show that I'm self-aware. Yeah. Because if I lean it, if I don't break character, people don't get it. Yeah. All the time they go, well, you're actually he's actually that person in real life. <laughs> people, you know. So that's why I have to be headlining. I have to be doing a show where people know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Yeah. I when I when I actually started, uh, I thought uh, my name was really hard to pronounce for people, which it still is. So I actually started as Tommy. My yeah, all my first funny. all my first year, I went up as Tommy when I was in Dallas, and then once I moved, but it was just starting to get a little confusing. You know what I mean? Because I was Tommy and then I was Tala and then I was Tommy and then I was Tala. So it was just I was just like I don't even know how to roll with this. So once I moved over here, I just decided to go with the real name, which uh, I think was a better choice, honestly. For overall. sure. Tommy, because people would also just be like, you don't even look like a Tommy. You know what I mean? So right. it, that just threw a lot of people off. And then I was also, I wasn't having like an identity crisis per se, but I was just like, I would tell all the comics that my name is Tommy. And then I would meet people outside and I'd be like, oh yeah, my name's Sala. Right. So it was just getting confusing. That's funny. You picked a white stage name. Super white stage name. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They, yours is, your name is perfectly fine for stand up. Yeah. The one, the real one. The real one, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it just brings a flair and be like, okay, well, this guy is something different, you know, Tala Usman. And people want that, I guess. People, the market wants that. People, oh, what? Okay, so let me ask you this: Do you think, historically speaking, stand-up is a uh, is a, is a white guy's game overall? Yeah, sure, just only because it started in a pretty white country okay white majority country right it pretty much started in america so in the in the 80s it was peaked with just white men yeah um yeah but what did it so that was your question just if it started that way or or i'm not well i'm saying is it still that way you think or is the is the does the nah. market want something more and different it's not still that way because there's so many fucking non-white men that are doing very well okay and selling tickets all over the world so it's certainly not that way and it shouldn't be that way because all it is is telling jokes yeah i'd be insane anyone can be funny right i mean there's so many for many decades there's been like examples of like uh yeah other people doing it besides white men Um, (laughs) but yeah it'd be ridiculous to say that it's only a thing that you know that it's like cultural appropriation or something like it's like no man it's our thing like yeah sure <laughs> just telling jokes it's our thing well yeah. i will be honest i do like uh i do believe okay like i think one thing i do take about white people a lot is like they got the grit dude they got the perseverance factor like if most like if there's a brown guy like me like he will do it for like two three four years but eventually he'll just be like i don't want to do this anymore and this is the majority that I'm speaking about. I think that's I, I think I'm pretty accurate on that. Where they'll do it for a while and they'll just be like this is just not for me because this is not happening. But I think but the white guy just keeps on going for on and on and on. Like really? he, I I really believe that. Yeah, like that is one thing that's very respectable. Where like for 8 9 10 years this guy will do it until he gets where he was trying to get versus 
uh, your typical brown dude would just be like, yeah, I don't think it's happening. I got to go do something else, which I mean, honestly, is also not a bad approach in life is what I feel like, because at some point you do have to step out of the delusion and just be like, I don't think it's happening for me. I got to go do something else before I start wasting my time. Okay. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like some, yeah. some people you see there, they just, they just, they just don't turn funny. And at some point, I think there has to be a point where you're like, I got to stop and I got to get out. I have a different, I have like the opposite opinion. I think the Brown comics that I'm thinking of, they're the ones who figure it out way quicker and stick with it because they're, for some reason they have, I think they have more grit than, domestic white people that just grew like white men like me that just grew up here like we don't have i don't have that like tenacity or like that consistence that uh i'm just being honest yeah yeah there's plenty of brown comics that are have are way more established like that i'm that i, res- that I look up to yeah yeah for some reason something about that region people that come from india um and pakistan they fucking work. Oh, and honestly, if I'm just being frank with you, super funny people. Actually, like all Pakistanis are so funny. Like I'm not, I don't even consider myself like the funniest. Like if I go to Pakistan, like there's like 10 guys who are just ready to eat me alive. People are just cutthroat because they want to like Karachi, where I come from, right? It's a, it's a very busy city. Like people are just pissed off all the time because it's just so, it's like, well, actually it's, uh, it's one of the, highly dense population in the world i think we are actually number one if i'm not mistaken and there's just traffic all the time there's bikes there's cars there's no there's lanes but like you're not really driving in the lanes you know people are just mad all the time so the humor that is being (laughs) produced out of all that frustration is insane people are so frustrated and that's why i think they're honestly just so funny Mm -hmm. and why did you move here I moved here 2012, summer of 2012. Wow. So I've been here, this will be 11 years. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I don't know, just something I've noticed, like, if you emigrate, if you immigrate towards here, or from, to here, Yeah. I don't know, there's like this entrepreneurial thing, it's like, there's this willing, there's this like, uh, you just want to make something happen, and... I don't know. It's an entrepreneurial thing. I, I look at it as, I don't know. Well, I think it just kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's the hunger factor. You know, like when you, when you have seen the other side of the world and then you come here and you're like, okay, well, I see what yeah. the hell is going on right. here and I see what the opportunities are like. Because like, let's say I was telling you, like I went back to Pakistan to stand up. Like they have like, I don't know, like one mic a week, two mics a week. Like you can't, you can't do what you do here over there just because there's just no you can't make it that far there's a ceiling there there are some funny comics in Pakistan too well there you go so it's a hunger thing it's a hunger thing 100% it's a hunger thing you know what you have right now is just so much of a bigger opportunity than you had earlier so you're just so much more hungrier to pounce on it and not let it go to waste whereas if you're born here you just don't know what the other side of the world is like so I just feel like you never, you don't even think that way, if that makes any sense. Well, I, yeah, it's it's making me feel like I got to get my shit together when I talk to somebody like you, because you are, I could see you going places in this bitch, in this business, and I'm stagnated. I'm just some dude who's like, <laughs> I don't even like putting myself out there. 
I don't know. I did a mic a couple of days ago, and I, I got nothing out. I was like, <laughs> so not present. Yeah. During it, I was like, so like glossed. My eyes were glossed over. I, you know, I wasn't connecting with the crowd at all. <laughs> it was like, were you in your character? Not really. I was. You know, I wasn't at all. I talked deadpan. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to do the like do the jokes justice that much. I was just completely... Sometimes it's fun to go completely deadpan, too. Yeah. I don't like to be just one thing all the time. Yeah. So, but it was terrible. It was just me realizing that I'm hitting this wall. I'm at this... And I've been at this wall for a long time. Like, years. Since COVID. Okay. Is when I started noticing this decline mm. in cognitive ability that translates to sucking... Not performing the way i used to at stand-up yeah I, I think literally it is from getting like a little bit of long covid maybe, okay because that's when i first started noticing it i had this like brain fog and like anxiety that i didn't have before okay and i sometimes i think i'm over it but then i look back i do research online and i think it's possible i still have some lingering problems with that i used to be much different i used to be more able to turn it on much easier and get more pleasure out of it yeah so that's what's that's what i'm going through i'm going through a fucking thick fog <laughs> and uh you know but it doesn't mean i'm quitting like i just know i know i want to make something happen yeah it might not right now it's not stand-up that i'm focusing on it's uh podcasting and online content yeah and so yeah well you think uh do you think the longer you do stand-up the more stagnant you start becoming getting like uh like i've i think i realized like the first year i did stand up that was like the most improvement overall and then obviously you keep on improving but then i think it just gets slower and slower and slower and i would assume like by the time you're like six seven eight nine ten ish years your growth is just so slow at this point and i think the frustration also just it starts building up where you're just like okay i'm doing this 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 but really nothing is happening yeah, you're right. I mean, for sure, growth slows down. And your first year, it feels like the most, yeah, quick growth, yeah. exponential. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's just a performance thing. It's my, my growth is whatever. I don't know. I, I'm, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. My performance level has dropped yeah. to where it used to be. I, I used to just be able to roll in mm -hmm. to any mic and just feel like, yeah, I got this. I don't give a fuck how many people are there. I just had this confidence that was hard to it was very like permanent almost and it's weird and you're saying covid mess with that yeah that's when i noticed that it went away okay I, I went to austin visited in february of 21 and i did well at the open mics and shows that i did or whatever and then as soon as i got home i got covid and then i no started noticing this anxiety and lack of like pleasure like it killed my sense of humor almost Ooh. it's crazy it's a cognitive thing and it's like this feeling of like not wanting to tell talk to people like i have these, my mind just goes i'll be on stage and my mind will just go blank and i won't even like give a fuck about the jokes i'm talking about it's crazy and i'm still going through it okay i've had glimpses of feeling like i'm out of it okay. um, but still it's just this lack of drive and pleasure from stand-up um so fuck that fuck stand i don't know for now i'm not really you know i, I go you think the years are taking a toll 
I think it's I just mean, you are ten years in. I don't think so because I think that's not that long. Okay. I think it's just this psychological or yeah, this cognitive thing that needs to be treated. This podcast is about self improvement. Yeah. So that's just the next thing to tackle. Okay. I've already tackled other things. Okay. On this, like alcohol, uh, I quit that. Weed, I quit that. I'm not using that as a, that helped. That yeah. kind of helped with creativity. But anyway, I'm not doing that. I found out that I have ADHD, sleep apnea, and yeah, and I, whatever. So you I take, to, take Adderall. Yeah, well, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. I don't. I don't usually take Adderall, but whenever I do, dude, I'm on it. Like, yeah, it helps. It helps like me it, get out of bed. It helps me get... helps you do everything, like, really. Right, it helps, it helps with everything. It helps you do every single thing. Pretty much. Throughout the day. You're good at everything for like 12 hours, and you're like, let's do it. Oh, yeah, but I don't even... I take such a small amount. I even, yeah, I can totally see how it can get I feel like I'm addicted. on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like, okay, I can move around more. Yeah. But yeah, for, it, it, it helped at first. When I first got on it, it was like a huge honeymoon period. Yeah. Where I was like, fuck yeah, and I thought of all this stuff, and I improved the quality of the pot i started setting up this studio yeah so that's thanks to this is this is all adderall well it's, it's treating adh <laughs> not necessarily all adderall yeah. it's knowing what the problem was yeah to allow me to be like it's not depression because you could get dopamine from other things besides adderall yeah you don't need to always be on it you just have to figure out other ways of getting it yeah like sunlight so once i knew that that was the problem i could sort of get my life adjusted and more organized knowing that I definitely have that condition. But I don't know if I'll have to be on Adderall forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I need it every day. I just need an ex I need an external source of dopamine or some I'm just retraining my brain to get more into enjoying the effort of work as yeah. opposed to the reward at the end of what you get out. That's just something I learned from Andrew Huberman is you gotta Train your brain to enjoy the effort itself. The work itself you have to enjoy. The grind. Yeah, well, the yeah. The grind is where it's Maybe at. I guess it's a grind, but also it's rewarding when you're doing actual creative work. Yeah. Like when you think of a new joke oh. or write a new tag, Yeah. that gives you dopamine. Of course. That's what you should be addicted to. Yeah, Not no, I think that's what makes open mics so much more interesting when you have like new stuff to try. Because yeah. I I feel like such a fake and a scam. Like if I'm going up and I'm just doing the same set again. Oh like, yeah. Oh for my sure. god, that just hurts me, man. For sure. I'm like I just wasted some time. I would. I think I'm starting to come to a mindset where I'm just like I would rather go up there and bomb on like new stuff versus just do a really good set of like the old stuff that you know that I know would work. Same. Yeah, and I don't even know if I could do a good set of old shit, even if it is has worked before. That's another thing that is my problem. I need it to feel new. I that's why I don't do shows is because for a show you have to do material and if you don't like any of your material it's not going to go very well. Yeah. So I have to get into this mindset of like actually liking the jokes that I'm about to do or say them in a way that's fun. Yeah. You start hating your jokes after a while, right? After like two times I say yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> it starts, I'm just My like, what is this? duration is shorter than most comics. Okay. And, that, and that's part of ADHD, I guess, is like novelty. You have to, ch it has to be new, has to feel novel. So yeah, well, that's you, my problem. Do you also think as a comic, I think that's a, that's a pretty good thing as a comic, right? Like when you're like, okay, I've done this two times, I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm going to move on to new shit. 
Yeah, it makes me write a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could come up with premises very quickly, and uh, yeah, but it doesn't mean... Yeah, the problem is building an act. You can't build a fucking act when you're throwing it out every two days. <laughs> That's why I like to just do podcasting and other forms of improv. Yeah. Like with the Timmy Gusto character... I would love to just do shows like where I just am on a panel, yeah, and uh, you know reviewing something like I've done on like on Roast Battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was a good gig for me to be a judge on. You a big roast guy? You good at roasting? No, it, okay. this was in Chicago. I was just asked to be on the panel, yeah. to be a judge, so I didn't have to do the roast. Okay, and I'm not a big roast guy. Same. I don't feel. Yeah, you know I've done them, but it's not my favorite thing to do. But yeah, I like improv style shows i get you well I've, I've i've been dodging roast the just the whole genre itself but i feel like at some point it's going to catch up to me yeah you'll do roast there's you, no you, way to avoid right? it there's no way I mean, to avoid it right sure you cannot do them but most comics do them at least at one point yeah yeah and you think and that's beneficial you'd say uh i don't know if i got much out of being on a roast show maybe once it felt good but like also I was pretty mean. So I don't know. I, I don't think so. I like it's competitive. It's fun to watch sometimes, but you don't have to do them. Yeah, I just uh, I just have a hard time being mean to people. Like, yeah. you know, your mom is like that or your mom I, I can't do that stuff. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, you know, I just feel so, I'm just like what are you talking about here? I don't really I'm not really mean to people in the <laughs> audience. <laughs> you know, I can't even be, like hecklers I'm not mean to really. Yeah, like, I can't be like fuck you mom, you unless know. It's I ironic. Can't say shit like that. I'm only mean ironically. Yeah. Like that I love to curse because it's it's just fun. But yeah, and I yeah, but I don't really get mad at people on stage even if I'm getting hacked unless it's something really hack. I don't know, man. I know I have resentment towards people, but that's why we're going to run a show together. Yes. If I were starting a show. Look at this official announcement. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, since we announced it, that means we're definitely going to do it. Yeah, I think this was this was a great idea. Good Fuck, one. yeah. Because if we hadn't said it on here, it just wouldn't have happened. Um, what? So you wanted to run a show because why? Because why? Why? Because uh, I think just going back to that topic of like grind, um, still enjoy the grind, still want to do it, but I think uh, there has to be a bit more gratification involved in this you know uh, so it's for gratification it's for it's for clout it's you know what yeah i don't want to lie yes it's also for clout yes <laughs> it's definitely for clout as well and then it is also to get that in front of audience experiences like uh We've been to every open mic in Austin. Stage time. Stage time, you know. Fuck we've, yeah. We've been to every open mic in Austin at this point, and you know, like, you'll barely get audiences, or it's just like... Dude, eight. the ones that do have audiences are so, like, hard to get hard on. Hard to you get to, on, like, dude. It's the same 20 guys again and again and again, and quite frankly, I'm just getting sick of it. It's, it bothers me a little bit, you know, where I'm just like... Dude, if you're, it's an open mic. At least change the lineup. And every, I know I'm not the only comic who feels this way, um, but the same guys on any any good mic, you, it's impossible to get onto. Like you get on, I've been emailing this one mic for like three months, and they just <laughs> won't put me on. It's not even like a personal agenda. They just won't put me on. Yep, and the it's usually comics that are very bitter and resentful that run these types of mics that's, yeah and the like that i'm just going by my experience in chicago yeah it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it they will put you at the very end if yeah. you're a certain type that they don't want 
if you're the type that they do want, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it either. You could be showing up for the first time and like, oh, you're this. So we're going to put you, we're going to bump you in front of all these white guys. Yeah. And it's usually people that don't go anywhere because they hate themselves and they're depressed and mentally ill. Yeah. Sometimes they do go somewhere, like, I don't know, but not really. Not the ones I've, no, actually, never mind. The ones that I was just thinking of that actually have careers, they were nice to me and inclusive to me. So actually, I'm I'm sticking with my theory is that the more inclusive you are, that usually uh, corresponds with actually being likely to be successful. Yeah, correlates. Um, yeah, everybody that's funny was nice to me, and all the people that weren't nice to me usually are not that funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just to kind of go back to your question too, like, just it's also about like giving back to the community as well, you know. We talked about this. Giving we did back some to the brainstorming. We had a business meeting, and we're gonna give back to. The, <laughs> I, I'm yeah, me and Tyler are gonna fucking be the next Joe Rogan's or the next <laughs> uh, similar to uh, what Tony Hinchcliffe does. <laughs> he gives people the spotlight. The spotlight. Who wouldn't normally have a chance to get yes. it because they have to deal with yes. these. These assholes yes. that just want to book their dumb, ugly, not funny friends. Yes. We don't want to be the guys who are just rolling the same lineup every single week or month or whatever it is. We want to be the guys who are giving chances to people and, you know, to an opportunity to put yourself out there in front of a real crowd. Because most of the times I feel like at an open mic, if there's nobody and you, even if you have a good idea and you put yourself out there just because you get such a bad response, you just automatically kill or throw that idea away. Where like sometimes I've noticed like even if you if you're doing if you're doing good in front of a crowd and like you start throwing no, new ideas to you gain some confidence with those ideas. So I think uh, the plan would be to have something where we can give back to the comics and make sure especially to the, to the guys who feel who are in the same boat as us we're gonna pay them we're gonna pay them we're definitely gonna pay them uh, all of all of them yeah even all of them. like the guest spots even like the guest spots um honestly why not depends the, yeah okay just you depends know. i think sometimes you might not be able to pay every single guest spot yeah but whatever just wondering just something you know if even if like five bucks i'll sure i'll pitch in five there just just for someone to feel like they got paid look i don't i don't even most comics especially at least me i'll just speak for myself i don't if i'm doing a gig like i'm not even really that interested in the money like 20 bucks is not gonna do that much for me really i'm just gonna go buy myself a meal afterwards that and that's pretty much gonna be it you know what i mean but it's just the it's just the idea of getting paid for my time is really what matters. Yeah. I don't think the amount to me matters. Yes. It's the idea of I did something because we're so used to doing open mics for free where when you get paid, it actually feels like I did something, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so a good crowd, pay, who who's going to say no to that? Dude, I'm so cynical that I would do <laughs> – I just want real money. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather – I'll do shitty sets for $1,000. Yeah. I'd rather <laughs> – instead of a good set for 20 I have no heart anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to go up there as Timmy Gusto, <laughs> have my sunglasses on the entire time. Put the shirt on, too. <laughs> for sure. Yes. And then maybe – if I care enough to yeah. bring it, <laughs> um, and I'll just not connect with the crowd, yeah. But get, but then only care about the money, because that's where I'm at right now. No, that's fair. Fuck art. <laughs> if you want the real me, you gotta hire. 
me as Tim Weichselbaum to be a consultant or some boring shit like that on a podcast. We could. I love talking about comedy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very like jaded. I guess is the word. Um, but it usually means you've gotten a lot of something. I haven't really gotten much money yet, but I'm just getting more businessy and less caring about open mics. Um, I I know that I need to do more of them though. I need to do more. I need to get more stage time. Well, let's get into like the open mic grind. How long should you be doing open? I'm not saying like that's a good question. Consistently for you know what I mean. It's a good question. In my yeah, what do you think? What do I do? <laughs> Before I give you my okay. dumb lecture. Okay, no, that's fair. Um, I don't. I would say like from what I've seen, at least like uh. Like four or five years, I'd say four or five years. You should be hitting mics consistently, and then you should start thinking about transitioning to the next side, which is like lower on the mics, and then like at least try to get booked consistently, and then just bounce off those. Uh, that's an my answer. I don't really have a yeah, solid, you know, understanding. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah to do them consistently. Yeah, for five years, that's a good yeah. Like you think every that's a good number? day. When I first started, like it was kind of like you had to do it every day, multiple times a night, mm-hmm. pretty much as many as you could, to because tr- you wanted. I wanted to get funnier as fast as possible, so that I could be one of the dudes yeah. be looked at as a real comic yeah. as soon as possible. I wanted to get in the door of the community in terms of respect like yeah. he's one of these he's one of the funny guys in this comedy scene yeah. that was the first fuel source for me why i it's a dopamine it's like this consistent drip of dopamine just knowing that the more it's a it's a goal that's very uh easy to define it's like okay once i get on this show that means i'm a real comic or some shit like that and just once this person likes me or it's like okay i'm getting somewhere you need that you need that reward for putting in the work and if you're not getting it it's gonna feel like a waste of time even though you might still be doing it you're still gonna be working on jokes and getting a little bit better but at this stage i don't feel like i'm i'm not getting nearly as much dopamine as i did when i was a year to five years in from open mics it was so different back then, man. It was like so. It just felt like this new breath of life. Yeah. This new hobby that was like, this is all I want to do. This is all I want. That's and, kind of where I am, by the way. Fuck yeah! And Kill Tony has a lot of people like that. They yeah. go on it and they go, "All I do is stand up." Yeah. And they're transfixed on. They have that. They got bit by it, the bug, and that's fine. That's the addicted. You get addicted to it. That's what happened to me. And right now, I'm not that addicted to it. I still like getting laughs, but it's it's just le- I get less of the reward. But yeah, that said, you sh- I should still be doing open mics. Ten years is not that long. I need to do at least three sets a night to feel even warmed up. Because mm. three sets, three open mics is fifteen is like twelve minutes of stage time. That ain't dick. Yeah, you need an if you're a and it's also lose stage time. It's nothing, yeah. It's nothing, yeah. Professionals do up to two or three hours a night. Yeah. If they're doing multiple sets a night. That's hour-long sets, yeah. not just fucking two minutes. Insane. So fuck open mics. <laughs> <laughs> fuck these three-minute open mics. I am bet I deserve better, but also <laughs> I don't because I'm not willing to go through the process. Because well, I came from a different scene. Yeah. And I'm jaded. Okay, well, 
you you said like uh, professional are, are doing hours right like the, the type of comedy that i do it's it's longer formatted bits like generally i require time like a long time for me to like go through bits and like make myself like established and understood do you think something like that for a guy like me like a 3 minute set doing 3 minute set what do you think is this a challenge is this helpful to my style how does it go yeah if it's a 3 minute set i would try to get at least 10 5 to 10 punchlines okay this is all about number of punchlines per per minute it doesn't yeah. matter if it's a story or a one liner all it, you still want that many punchlines what's the number like six punchline or punchline for like every 10 seconds 6 seconds there's a thing yeah that, probably right? around there every 10 to seconds rough at uh, to kill yeah at the most uh, or at the least yeah yeah every 10 So seconds six punchlines a minute yeah like if it's a really big punchline then okay maybe 10 to 15 minute seconds of of setup yeah maybe even longer if it's worth the journey yeah and if it's necessary to say all those words other if it's not necessary to say a word you cut it out yeah the punchline you just want to get to the punchline as soon as possible yeah like hopefully before you even start talking there should be something funny about what you're doing even yeah. if, even as you're getting to the mic yeah. in my what I like to do is show them that I'm already doing my uh act yeah before I even speak I like to be I, I don't like to go on and on yeah. and ramble like I'm do, like I do on the podcast it's different stand up is different yeah and timing matters very much well ramblers I I lose ramblers I can't I can't focus for that long on one person before I'm just like I have no idea like during stand up specifically unless what I'm there's punchlines yeah unless there's like yeah something going on then it's like impossible to not watch if if they're getting kill if they're getting big laughs every two seconds you're mm-hmm. going to be like oh, what the fuck's that guy doing yeah and you're going to watch well do you think people decide that someone is funny based on what they think is funny or based on what everyone around them, oh that's a good point you know what i mean a lot of comics don't know the difference between their own taste in comedy yeah. and other people's yeah. taste they're just they go okay he's popular and killing he's killing this guy's laughing so i should laugh too yeah yeah well that's true for audience for sure yeah audience member the typical audience member is only going to laugh if the other audience members are laughing the first person to laugh at a joke has balls mm. it's like a slow burn okay. type of joke the first one to actually decide it's funny yeah. that person i has balls and i respect that person cuz not everybody does that all the time yeah. that's why some crowds won't always get it sometimes you can blame a crowd for not having anybody to light the first kindling of the fire of that set and once it's lit it's kind of not that hard to keep it going for the rest of the set. So I guess that's why there's an argument for some crowds are better than others. There has to be someone willing to laugh and someone open-minded enough to be like, "Okay, I'm going to be the first one to laugh." Do you think people are like uh people are looking for f- Do you think people are more interested in the sayings or the script or are they interested in the person? like how is are they looking for a funny person or are they looking for good jokes is i guess what i'm trying to go for yeah both you know to, you know people you think it's will, a mixture or is there is there like a high and low there i guess both extremes are totally possible of you, course. you could have no personality but amazingly written jokes and yeah. people will like it or you could have no you could be like burt kreischer yeah. and not really have the most clever jokes yeah. but his personality yeah. is very alluring 
And I like to lean more towards Burt Kreischer. Well, the guy's standing without a shirt, so it's really hard to... <laughs> For sure. It's really hard to miss him, you know? It's right. really hard to just get over that. Whenever I watch him, yep. I'm just like, I, I can't even get over this. The fact that he doesn't have a shirt on. Right. So, yeah, there's two opposites of that extreme. Uh, you know, I like to be... I like to do both. Whatever. I'm more charismatic. I like to try to lean into the character side where yeah. you can make anything funny. Yeah. I like that. Where you could just go up there and literally just say, hi... And it gets a laugh because of the way you said it. And that is your character. Honestly, I think your character is exactly like that. Like you... I know it's possible to do that, yeah. For me, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Timmy Gusto. And whenever I watch Timmy Gusto, I'm just laughing at like... I don't... Half the times I feel like I don't even listen to what you really just said. I'm just like, what is this guy? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who is this guy? Why is he talking like this? Why is he running around like that? Fuck yeah. That's what I'm going for. No, that's awesome. Weird... Yeah, yeah. It's a spectacle. You know, I try to write. I try to think of clever shit that hasn't been said before. And, yeah. You know, and try to be, cl- you know, not clever, but just not hack. Yeah. I don't want to just say hack shit. Well, let's. that's a good point you bring up about, like, things that haven't been said before. Um, is there... Everyone is always, of course, trying to be clever and, you know, come up with something fresh and new and da-da-da. But is there also not the possibility and the reality that every joke has been written? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every Pretty much every joke has been written, yeah. You know, like, I've talked to a couple of people, and they're like, every joke has been written. It's just your lens at this point that really matters. Is this, sure. Is this the truth, in your opinion? Yeah, pretty much any form of a joke has been told in some... It, it might be different words, yeah. but the, every premise, for the most part, has been done. So you just, that is a thing to not be too bogged down by. You just have to make it your own. As long as you thought of it, mm. then it's not a big deal if somebody else kind of had the same premise. Yeah, It's the punchlines that have to be unique enough. Interesting. As long as you stack enough punchlines that you thought of, yeah. it will be a distinct bit. Enough joke, yeah. Yeah. You have to have a footprint or thumbprint, however you want to... Yeah, that's unique enough to be like, okay, it's original. Yeah, well, especially in this day and age where jokes are just circulating around like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. The internet, yeah, stand-up is very finite and and over... I don't know, there's a lot of stand-ups right now coming into the business, coming into the the open mics and uh, whatever, man. I complained enough. I just want to see if there's one more thing before we go... I don't know. Should we talk about women? How we're gonna not book women? Yes, let's did do we that. bring that up? Yeah, no. I, I, well, we did. We talked about it earlier. No, nope, we didn't talk about it. I've never booked a female comic. And we would like to no, carry that on. I've, 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 I don't even know the last. Yeah, what do you think about this whole? Never, how do I phrase this in a way that's this whole women are not funny thing? That's actually a valid question. Yeah, <laughs> is that a valid question? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a valid. That's I think that's a pretty valid question. Um, what do I think about it? I will be honest with you. I think women have the ability to be just as funny as guys are, if not more. The only thing I see is that the fact that there are not so many women in this industry, whenever there are girls who are doing it, they get booked so early. You see what I'm saying? Like, if there's a girl who's been doing it for like eight, nine, ten months, she will get booked just because there's a lack of women. So I think they get thrown out there so quickly that 
and that's the reason why they just also sometimes turn out to be not funny because maybe I just feel like they're not ready for it. Where I feel like in the genre of like men, there are so many guys out here that you really just have to grind it out for years before you get yourself out there. But I feel like by the time you get yourself out there, you're so primed and you've been through so much, so many experiences and things that you're ready to be out there at this point. And I think that that's personal opinion, by the way. And I really do believe that is the reason why people find guys to be more funnier than women because you know what i mean i i really do believe the journey is a bit easier for girls than guys for sure you know it's it's easier to get booked as a girl than a guy so i just feel like guys go through much more and i feel i oh by the way i also do believe it's really hard to be a woman in this industry because all these guys are just sitting there just predators you know just sitting there and looking so that aspect of a woman in this industry is really hard but uh, in terms of like the booking and being funny and whatnot i just feel like women just get thrown out there so quickly when they're like so green that then people are just like oh my god women are not funny and i'm just like yeah it's because she was not ready for this whereas guys are just like grinding it out for years and then they're like primed and ready to go okay but, i like that take on it you see it's what I'm a saying? very acceptable take yeah i I don't even think it's an appropriate question to even ask if women are funny. Um, I mean, of course they're not, but... Just because it's a weird thing to end the podcast on. If it was <laughs> earlier in the podcast, would have been fine. Yeah. Because it's a deeper topic, I think, than just like, okay, what do you think about this? And let's yeah. go, okay, yeah, thanks for having you. Um, I think I've talked about it enough. On, I don't know if I have. Yeah, I have definitely talked about this, but who cares? It's just I just wanted to see if we could get to the hour... So I think we're about at an hour. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, we're probably going to wrap it up. Um, I'm just trying to think if I want to say anything about that topic. Yeah, what do you think? I you... will book a woman. Okay. Um, but they have to be... Even though you haven't done it before. <laughs> I've Have I, have <laughs> I personally me. done it? Yeah, I'm a black woman. Okay. That's the thing. They come in different shades. There's not just one type of woman. Yeah, yeah. Mono, different, whatever you call it. We're different shades, though. Homo types or whatever the fuck... <laughs> phenotypes yeah so you could there's funny black women that i would be like fuck in a second yeah in a heartbeat because they're funny yeah so that's the thing if i think they're funny sure yeah that's it that's the barometer for how i book people is if they're funny no but do you think women are funny oh compared to men yes they're less funny compared to men yeah 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 it's like a biological <laughs> it's like a science it's definitely a yeah. thing i think yeah <laughs> like with hard science to back it hell yeah bros <laughs> yeah that's what i think and it's been a fun episode and thanks and, for having uh, me dude. oh absolutely yeah. you, you, did, you killed it yeah uh you did very well i just wanted to put that in the in the episode that you did that you're very good at this okay so you have a future in podcasting and i'd like to have you back i would love to be and back and this has been episode 67 of the tim weichselbaum show with my guest tyler uzman and i hope y'all have a good rest of the week